All right. Somebody want to pray for us? Yeah. I haven't I done do. that. Where'd you go, Mom? Hey, man. Let's do it. Sure. You be led. You do whatever you want to do. <laughs> First of all, thanks for singing my song. I love that song. And if the Spirit didn't hear us singing, He did. So, dear Lord, oh, we love you. We're here because we love you. And we want to worship you. Thank you for each one that's here. For special needs you know them, Lord. Take care of those needs in your own special way. Be with Mike as he brings words to us that you have given to him. Thank you again, Father, for each person that's here for their voices that were lifted up in praise. Be with us. Amen. Amen, amen. All right, if you've been hanging out, go ahead and grab a, um, your screen or uh, your favorite way to look at the Word. Uh, if it's in hard copy form, we're gonna, I'm going to read this to us and kind of get us caught up here just a little bit. Um, we have been portraying that we've been the 120 in the room that you would see in Acts that when the Holy Spirit came and, and Jesus and, and God delivered the promise of that I'll never leave you through the Holy Spirit. And, and we, we said we're part of that 120 and all of a sudden we're speaking languages we had no idea that we knew that we could speak. And our hearts are connecting with these other folks from all the nations that were on site that day proclaiming who Jesus is. And we, we've left ourselves over the past couple of weeks even asking ourselves, how did they do it? What did they do? And I, I think one thing that we've got to remember is that they didn't stop speaking the language just right then. We, the Bible doesn't tell us exactly what happened, but remember, the people that were coming forth, there was 120, now there was 3,000, so their numbers are 3,120, and they've been tasked through the Holy Spirit of Christ to teach what grace, mercy, and compassion and living a life of Jesus looks like. Can you fathom that? And we even left ourselves and said they didn't have this. And so there had to be this incredible trust of the words that they started reminding each other that Jesus taught them in the years that He was with the disciples and now they have branched themselves out. And just imagine yourself being tasked with 25 people that are eyeballing you and wanting you to help teach them what following the Holy Spirit looks like. Daunting. When you're living in a world that everyone surrounding you wants you gone. So there had to be this reliance upon a higher power of Jesus flowing through them to get them through every decision that they were going to make. I just want to catch us up here. I'm going to read this. It's in Acts 2. It's in verse 17. So these are the words that Peter got up and spoke. There were words that Joel the prophet stroked out 800 years earlier. <laughs> 
800 years earlier and Peter's on the scene and he's, he's barking these words out to everyone. And he's going, in the last day, God says, I will pour out My Spirit upon all people. That's what we've seen. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. And your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out My Spirit even on My servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. 19. And I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. That's what we just experienced. Remember, we're the 120. That's where I want you to get with me. We're the 120, and now the 3,000 have come with us. Okay? And so the thing is, is that what is your first step? And before you answer that, here's what I want to do. I want to set this foundation for as we go. For, because for the next three weeks, we're going to skip some ground and we're going to go over to some places that I think causes us as a body to stumble. And I believe with knowing who you are and knowing the influence that you have in your home and at school and at work, we are uniters. Jesus came to unite two people groups, the chosen and the Gentiles. His death, burial, resurrection is the one that said, I have sacrificed myself for all, for the sins of the world. And our yes gets our bloodlines the same. So here's a question. Since we do have this book, do you believe it? Alright, come on. Be vocal. Because I need you to be vocal here because I want you to be vocal out there. Safest place ever. This is your training ground. You're leaders of the leaders game. You're leaders of the leaders. So do you believe this book? Yes. Why? Someone said God's Word. It's the truth. What else? Do you trust the guys that stroke the, the letters out here? You ever met them? Alright? So what we're saying collectively here is two things. Number one, if you're not real sure you believe this, you're in the safest place to hang out until that happens. I promise you, you are. I've got some of the, the most, some of my deepest friends don't quite get this book. We're just hanging out. I'm not going to pound it down their throat. I'm just going to love them. Let them love me. But let them know that I do believe this. I believe Him. So it would be safe to say you believe the source. You trust the source of this book. Right? Okay. That's our foundation. 1 Corinthians 3, you don't have to go there. Paul, the guy that, uh, that we're going to go into. You've got to remember now, Paul was a guy that was, uh, he was the Jew of Jew. He knew how to follow the rules. He was from the tribe of Benjamin. He even, he even boasted about it. And we're going to read the letter where he is writing this out to a people that had tons of questions. It's a people that's over in Corinth. They look, quite honestly, their, their landscape looks a lot like us. Very social. Had lots of money flowing into themselves. If they had phones, they'd be taking selfies. 
I guess the early selfies were cave writings, weren't they? <laughs> weren't they? That's me killing that bear. <laughs> That's a selfie. I just thought of that. So we can agree on Adam and Eve eating the apple. Come on. Do you? Yeah, some may say, well, I don't. Maybe it wasn't an apple, it was fruit. It says fruit. Okay, did they eat the fruit? Yes. All right, we got heads nodding. Here we go. Did Noah build a boat? Yes. That's kind of a crazy one. Did, did Moses actually see a burning bush that was not consumed? Love you, man. You guys are in a rhythm now. All right. Was Mary impregnated by the Holy Spirit? Yes. Isn't that amazing? I mean, I want to sit there just for a second. Imagine Mary going around saying, hey, whoa, you're impregnated by who? By, say what? Girl? <laughs> Have you been hitting that wine over there? A little hard on dinner? See, but the courage of her standing in it and saying, yes. Spirit of God, I'm carrying. Wow. You believe Lazarus was resurrected? Yes. Yeah. You believe Jesus was resurrected? Yes. All right, so those are huge, big area foundations where most of the time the body of Christ will congregate and say, yep, we're all on the same board. But for whatever reason, gang, and, and this is <laughs> we start getting tripped up on some non essentials. We start getting tripped up on things that have zero to do with the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ and the empowerment of Him flowing through us to love nations wherever we go. Starting in our home, at school, and at work. That's where we spend our lives. So it goes way past any of the gifts that we're about to talk about. And so here's the thing. I want to give you this. When you were a little bitty and you were taught that if you were ever on fire, what were you taught to do? Stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> I know. That would be a song, you know? I'm going to stop, drop, and roll. There's a new dance coming. When we're with brothers and sisters, look, gang, when we're with brothers and sisters and we're living life and we're out there and all of a sudden the fur on the back of your head starts popping up, I want us to stop, drop, and pray. You see, it's a different fire. Someone has to be willing to be first to say, Woohoo, wait a minute, whoop, time out. I have done got flared up. <laughs> right? But a lot of times when we get flared up, what do we do? Come on, you know what we do. We go to anything but Jesus. Amen. What else? We turn our back. We separate. So who in the room would be willing in anything, now this, can, this encompasses all of it, that when something starts to divide, when you start to feel it, that you would stop, drop, and pray? Four hands. Alright, I'll trust your four hands. All the rest of us, come on. We'll get there. It's about progress. It's not perfection. How did the 120 trust themselves? Do you think they had any moments of stop, dropping, and praying? 
You see, I think we're going to see here there was a lot of things they had to unlearn. There was a way of life for them that they lived now. There's 3,120 folks from nations all across the globe in that moment that are having to unlearn a particular way of believing. And in that believing meant that they were going to live life a particular way. When you first came to Jesus, were there some things that you had to unlearn? And a lot of times, gang, here's the sad piece about that. We're going we're to participate in baptism next week. A lot of times people just start hanging behaviors on you. What we as a people, what you as a leader, what you as a lover of Christ get to do is find out why the behavior is happening. Don't focus on the behavior. Focus on the Christ in the person, in you, leading them to that point of unbelief of who they are that makes us reach out for whatever in the world that's not most beneficial. And so Paul's reminding everyone here of this beautifully. And I love this. Go to, don't go there. Just read this. Just, let me read this just for a second. This is in Acts. Paul didn't write this. This is Acts chapter 2, 38. Peter replied, this is after Peter barks everything out. The people come and say, hey brother, what should we do? Peter replied, each of you must repent which means to change one's mind, to turn, to have remorse of, of your past, of your sins, and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Verse 39, This promise is to you and to your children and even to the Gentiles, all who have been called by the Lord our God. So flip over to 1 Corinthians. We're going to dig in here for the rest of the time. And so think about the things that... What are some examples of some things that we've had to unlearn? One of the examples I came up with was phonics. You know, when you're growing up, I think that's what it's called, when early, we've got a bunch of educators here, that you're, it's okay to, to spell cat, K-A-T. Right? And then at some point, you have to unlearn that K has to be replaced with C. Okay? And so we're following a people, we're looking in on a people gang that when this letter came out to the people of Corinth, some people believe it's in the 50, year 53, 57. They don't, I'm turning 52 in June, by the way, next week, if anybody wants to get me anything. I love semi sweet morsels. June 8th, Wednesday. It's my birthday. I'm going to be 52. Wednesday. So do you see what I'm talking about? Look how, look how young the first believers are in unlearning and following the way of Jesus Christ. And so, when you first started following Jesus, did you have any questions whatsoever? Whereas one of your questions, what should I do? Isn't that funny? And what was the response to you? Stop going to bars. <laughs> <laughs> Don't dance. Don't, yeah. There's a lot of don'ts. 
And but here's the thing: what about this bunch here? So they would write letters, and so they're writing letters, and they're writing letters to Paul. And I just love the fact how Paul had to unlearn everything that he was about, and be the one to teach those that were asking him how to follow the Holy Spirit of Christ. Oh my gosh. I love how the message in, in uh, verse 10, you don't have to go there. I'm going to put you on a landing mark here in a, for a second. Paul's telling him, he said, you must get along with each other. <laughs> you must learn to be considerate of one another, cultivating a life in common. And he goes on to say, he says, I hear that you're splitting yourself up by stating I'm on Paul's side, or I'm a man of Peter, or I'm with Apollos. It was their first attempt at denominations, I think. <laughs> I'm going to be a Pauline. Or I'm going to be a Peterite. But gang, it goes before is going, why do we want to separate? Why would I ever want to try to tear someone else down and say, you're wrong, I'm right? Why can't we just unite around it? I mean, there's a bunch of folks that, that probably don't quite agree with how we do the cash around here. Well, okay. Our motive is pure. Can we all agree that Jesus is who He says He is? Okay. And then we all agree that we believe this book. Walls are going to come down. What is it that we have to unlearn? So here we are. We're in 1 Corinthians. Go over to chapter 12. Paul always centers them back to Christ. Always centers them back to Christ. So here we go. This is chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. Now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about the special abilities the Spirit gives us, I don't want you to misunderstand. Some translations will say, I don't want you to be uninformed. I don't want you to be unaware. I, I want you to understand is His heart. And so what He's saying, He's going, look, let me center you back in. You know that when you were still pagans, you were led astray and swept along in worshiping speechless idols. I think that's pretty significant there, gang, because what he's saying is that he said, remember, you know how to worship. And so he's bringing them back to the place of Christ and saying, look, your worship is in Christ. And he's saying, look, you remember you used to worship the, the idols the, the, uh, the, when you were a pagan. You were worshiping speechless idols. And I think he's pretty significant in that because eventually he's going to tell them the Holy Spirit will speak to and through you. And I want to teach you how to listen for the voice of God to teach you to take each step that He desires for you to take. And so I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will curse Jesus, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Dig in here again. Verse 4. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but how many spirits? One. What's your version say? Come on, loud and proud. The same Spirit. Yep, same Spirit is the source of them all. Verse 5. There are different kinds of service, but we serve how many lords? One. Who is that Lord? The same Lord. 
What's that Lord's name? We have to be very specific in a world that we're living out out here, gang, because if you say God out there, well, people will connect to that because people have gods. But who's your God? Jesus. Jesus Christ. The One that emptied the tomb. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. Six, God works in different ways. How many ways? But it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can what? Help. Help each other. Why? Who said that? To do what? To glorify Him. Yeah. What does that help look like? Is any I, I say this a, a lot and I'm saying it to myself right here. You know, you guys can't help me with anything unless I make it known. How did they know they needed help? Why would he even say that the gifts were meant to help each other? Isn't that interesting? That in that verse, he says their purpose for the gifts are to help one another. Same Lord, same Jesus, same Spirit, different gifts, different types of service, same purpose to help each other. Now look, we're the 120. Bevo, what you need help with? I'm good. I'm fine. Why do you ask? I'm, I'm really okay. They didn't do that. Our brothers and sisters back then, they didn't do it. So let's see what the gifts are. Wise advice. I'm just going to list them here. Wise advice. Special knowledge. Perform miracles. Prophecy, which means to encourage, edify, and comfort. Discernment. Speak unknown languages or tongues. Then to interpret the language. Those two bottom ones are going to be way more in depth next week and the week after. But here's my question. Do you trust the source? Yes. So are there any gifts in this list that you want to disqualify? I did. Come on. I did. Guys, there was a time that I thought that someone speaking in tongues, that was the biggest bunch of baloney ever. <laughs> I mean, come on, get real. Let's get, come on, it's us, right? It is kind of freaky. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mom. That's... Look, gang, let me take you back. We're the 120. You've just spoken a language you had no idea you could speak. All of a sudden, you're speaking Creole and you're from Coffee County. <laughs> and you're still sitting down going. You know inside what you're saying, but what you, the words that you hear coming out of your mouth, got no idea. How come we, how come we as a body never get tripped up on discernment? So these are the why questions for us. Is that, do I believe all of this? Absolutely. One trillion percent. Do I always understand? No. 
Therein lies the body. Therein lies the help of each other. There's different kinds of service. There's different kinds of gifts. And you get with someone that may particularly have this gift of special knowledge or prophecy or discernment or speaking in tongues. And you get with them and you live life with them. Because you see, gang, that's where you start trust. The trust of us knowing how to help each other through these incredible gifts comes when we get on each other's front porch. And if you were anything like me, the reason that I would throw stones at it is because I didn't understand. I didn't trust the source. And it's not God the source. There may have been someone in my midst that was participating in a gift here, and I don't want to single any of them out, but most of the time it really is the tongue. And so I'm looking at that and going, I don't trust Him. That's what it boils down to. I don't trust that person. And how shallow that is because I don't even know that person. Isn't that what we do with our celebrities? You know, I'm going, that's Phil Mickelson. He really looks like a swell guy. I don't know him from Adam. I just see him on TV. He's always smiling. But when he gets behind the door, he may be one of the most abusive men known to mankind. He said, whose front porch are you willing to live on to get to know about the gifts that help each other? Let me finish up. I didn't have this in the notes at all, but I do feel led to ask this. Is there folks in the room right now that would be willing to say that they have some of the gifts here and that they would let folks be on your front porch to gain understanding? If you don't want to raise your hand, you don't have to, but would you come see me? Cool. There's one hand. Would you come see me? Because we want to start connecting folks, gang. It's the body. Let's no longer be identified by an address. Let's find those folks in our workplace that may have these gifts where we spend 8 to 10 to 12 hours. In our schools, at our universities, that where we're living all this life. All right, I'm going to close up. Verse 11. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. Who's deciding this game? And we're going to see next week how the body comes together. So if, if does anybody want to know what your gifts are? Yeah, way to go. Alright? So ha- if you want to know and you're not sure how to find out, who do you think you would go to to ask? Boy, some, you, you, someone said it. Come on, who said it? The Holy Spirit. Remember the verse? The Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. Father, what are the gifts that You've given me that I need to tear walls down? Father, You've given me a gift of discernment because there are times when people come in my midst and I go, man, what's up with that? That's discernment. Man, I'll tell you, body language is... Are you okay? Your body language... That's, gang, that's discernment. It's not this... It's very 
you, you, a lot of you are already doing it. Does anybody ever encourage someone and edify someone? Well, you're, you're prophesying over people. Speak gold into their lives. You're leaders of leaders. Man, I love you guys. Allow yourself to be unsure. A world needs that, gang. There's a world that's so tired of our dogmatic, I'm against this, I'm not for that type attitude. But they will be drawn to your front porch by the way that you love them and ask to help participate in your life. So here's what I want to close. Who is the source of your trust? Yes. Allow Him, when you ask Him, to interpret what you don't understand. Get with others that you trust deep. Well, I don't have that many, Bivo. You come find us. We will hook you up with people. Maybe you want to be someone that develops your own front porch. And have people come and hang out with you. Let's do this, gang. Let's live this thing so wide open that people are drawn to you wherever you go. In the way that we help each other. You willing? I know you are. Father, I thank you. I thank you for a, a room full of folks that are full of every gift that we just talked about. Father, the raw honesty of it is is that we know and that we admit that for some of us that we're afraid to admit that we have some gifts. We think that it's not humble. <laughs> Lord, that's a lie. The enemy's biggest ploy for us now, Father, is silence. So I'm asking us as a people of Christ that have had life blown into us on purpose that we would no longer be silent. Father, that we are so living wide open with our lives that people can't help but be drawn to see that we are a people with discernment, that we are a people that can speak languages. Father, that we are a people that can speak in a language that is specific for You. Lord, that we do know words of wisdom. Father, that we do have this special knowledge of knowing You. And we want to share You with everyone that we come in contact with. So Lord, as we close and as we participate as a family, as a body that's connected to the global body, let us celebrate the fact that we get to participate in the bread and the cup because of what You have done. That is our remembrance of You. So Lord, thank You for emptying the tomb so you could feel mine. Lord, it's in Christ's name that we all say, Amen. Gang, we say it a lot. If, you are, if you've said yes to Jesus, you're part of the family. And you, come on, let's, let's eat. <laughs>